and um, Johnny Bowden, who's a certified nutrition specialist. He wrote a great article on the habits of healthy people. And this is one of them as gratitude. And he says, by making a list of things you're grateful for, you focus on, you focus the brain on positive energy. Gratitude is incompatible with anger and stress. I love that notion. Gratitude is incompatible with anger and stress. It means it literally can't happen at the same time. Yeah. Practice using your underutilized right brain and spread some love. Focus on what you're grateful for, even for five minutes a day. Has uh, Focusing on what you're grateful for, even for five minutes a day, has the added benefit of being one of the best stress reduction techniques on the planet. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hi. I know this this uh distant recording thing is sad but actually it's been okay. Like I uh-huh. still quote unquote see you. Hi. Hi. The only thing I miss is when you bring me kombucha. I know that's really nice too, but I always bring myself <laughs> kombucha when I do that and I didn't do that today either. I feel like when we record we should we should treat yourself. Have some treat oh, yourself time. I should have just brought up my kombucha and just set it right here. That's probably a good idea. I just realized I was super slouching in my mic, and then I was like, bring the mic up, you dummy. Because <laughs> you're going to be just, here for a while. You can have great posture for the next hour, or you can choose not to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Cassie, tell me, what, what is up? What How is are you? up? So we just did a really fun reno in our um, reno. kitchen. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, I would call it a DIY project. It's not really a reno. <laughs> It's just well, there was demo. There was definitely demo. It was it was so easy that you'd think that the other countertop was not in place before. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so tell 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 them about what you did. Looks great. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't heard previous episodes, or I've talked about my living space, um, we live in like the next size up from a tiny home and i know a lot of tiny home livers you're in like 250 to maybe like 500 square feet we're in um probably 700 so it's just a small one bedroom house and we rent um but we've been renting the same spot for a year and a half and we definitely want to be here for another year or so uh we enjoy living simply we're in a time in life where uh, we could definitely live in a bigger space with where our income is at a much bigger space um, but we are in the process of paying off our student loans and we just want to live simply. It's something that we both really it value. It works, man. Yeah. And, uh, my husband and I were talking yesterday actually about how, you know, we've kind of periodically downsized in terms of just square footage from space to space that we've lived. And with each one, we've enjoyed our lifestyle more. And yeah. 
focusing more on like you know when you're feeling stir crazy because you're in a small space okay let's go get outside um yeah let's go let's go do something let's get out of the house and uh and then also you know just being in a smaller space means you just have less stuff building all the time i know it's good flat out told cassie i'm kind of jealous because i came from an 800 square foot little place to where i'm at now and it's like it's 3,000 square feet and I'm just like yeah there are down, much. there are downsides to living in a mansion yes. <laughs> and honestly I I'm thankful for it but I'm it was not my first choice right right so I'm so like, and I mean I, you're I'm happy for you well and you guys have a different situation I mean you're yes. living in a multi-generational home yes. you know your parents are in there with you guys as well and so you need those extra and separate living spaces too so I think I think it makes just perfect sense unfortunate because i'm the one that cleans oh yes yeah i'm getting um, much better at doling out responsibilities instead of trying to just do it all yeah delegating delegating in your home is really important i have um you know i i have a very supportive partner and he um carries a lot of the um, household tasks load um, he does all the dishes. I do uh, most of the cooking, but he's picked up some of the cooking as well. And we just have busy seasons. So, yeah. you know, f- winter is a very busy season for him and it's a little less busy for me, although I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Uh, but we <laughs> have we have more help than than maybe the average family. So uh, my mother-in-law and my mom both watch my son and then, you know, we just have tons of help and familial support close by to, amazing. you know, to allow us to both be able to have jobs that we love. So we're really, really grateful for that. Um, but anyway, but your so countertop we, looks amazing. Yeah, I can it looks see so it good. Jen, Jen can see it in the background. So mm-hmm. uh, we, I have a, a branding photography shoot coming up and I was going to rent an Airbnb space because our rental space is just not, you know, up to my standards as far as like you know, getting long-term photography done for my website and Instagram and all of that. And so what we decided to do instead of renting an Airbnb for two days so that we could have it for an entire full day was to um, put that money into our own space. So we did. And we replaced the countertops. So we had laminate before and now it's butcher block. Replaced the sink. So it's one big, not big, it's medium-sized, just one basin sink so you don't have the divider in the middle which makes mm-hmm. so it makes a huge difference when you're doing dishes because we so don't true. have a dishwasher so we do our dishes by hand and then we just did like a really cute um white subway tile border around the edge because neither one of us wanted to put out the effort of like tiling an entire backsplash along the whole kitchen so yeah for real <clears throat> so it looks good it looks a it lot does. more done we'll have more water barrier protection um on the wall which is good and yeah, it really elevated the space a lot. So it looks, it looks bright, a lot lighter and, and brighter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good contrast and with our white cabinets. So I was actually, I'm just, I'm so grateful. My father-in-law has a wood shop and he's essentially, I mean, he's not a carpenter by trade, but that's his passion. And so he loves to make handmade furniture for their home. He's always cool. DIYing things and he has been in construction in the past and he works in heavy equipment sales now, but he is just really versed in um, woodworking periods. So the fact that we got a butcher block countertop, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I got you. So he had <laughs> he had all of the random tools that you need to do, like a sink cutout, 
for the butcher block countertops that is random, or but yeah useful. <laughs> uh, well or like doing biscuits in between the joints for where you like brought the two pieces of countertop together that sort of thing so it made our life and our job with it so much easier and i expected to have to be way more involved in this diy and i basically watched the kids this weekend and um helped with the tiling but that's pretty that's pretty cool. much it yeah that's so, way cool yeah so we Gosh. have lots of other little things we're going to be doing for our space but that was what took up the majority of my weekend and we totally it was like a wild hair too we last <laughs> week i was like okay we need to do this to our space and elevate it and we were kind of just talking about it and not doing it yet and we just have the next two weekends relatively open and like my husband, time. yeah. And my husband <laughs> enters into like super duper duper busy season in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and so he was like, now's the time or you're not going to get any help from me. And I was like, oh, oh. it's not going to happen. Okay. All right. Then we're doing it this weekend. So we prioritized <laughs> it. So anyways, that's awesome. <clears throat> what about you? I feel like that's you? how most things get done. I yeah. honestly, to be truthful, Halloween got over and I was like, Christmas. <sighs> Girl, you crazy. I, love I know. It. And most people feel that way. I think this <clears throat> is the first year that I've actually truthfully felt this way. Like, well, I, don't, I mean, last week's episode was about our holiday gift guide. So it's like you think about the shopping first, but the rest of it, as yeah. soon as that comes in, right? The thoughts about like, oh, getting a tree or I don't you know, like decor of any kind music decor you, so, you but honest, you decorate seasonally like you I you do. go all out i do i do um, and i love it <laughs> i absolutely love it and i was just like i mean to be truthful i also do the music for my congregation that i'm in and i've been planning the christmas program i've been thinking about the music and planning it since like last the last week in august is when i start really thinking about it because if you think about it if you've got musical numbers that need to be prepped for people need to have their assignments like september you know and this year i gave out some assignments but i was just feeling so inspirationalist like i would just in the p- past years i feel like i was full of inspiration and i knew what direction to go with and this year it was much harder to work on so so i in the last week i've been working really hard to like fill in the gaps and make sure the program was full and well-rounded and so i've been like eyeballs deep in christmas music (laughs) and so i think that didn't help but um i also started to think about it and truthfully every year because of the size of my home and i am not a minimalist we 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 know this (laughs) I love to decorate. Do you, Christmas. boo? Do you? That's why I keep telling myself, I'm like, being a minimalist is nice in some regards, but not for holidays well, I'm, for me. I'm not either. I mean, if you, we, I would, I would call it living simply if I had to put a name to it. Right. Most minimalists would look at us and be like, <laughs> whatever. Not quite. <laughs> not small enough. Not well, but minimal I, I enough. Love, I love the greenery in the house and I love kind of the abundance of, um, just Christmasness in a home, <laughs> and so for Christmasness, you, Christmasness. I just made a new word. But every year, the on Black Friday, I've never really been much of a Black Friday shopper. Like I've just never wanted to do that, and which is funny because my mom and I love to shop. But instead, we made Black Friday like our decorating day. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the more I thought about it, and I was looking at my calendar, and I'm really busy. I'm going to be up in Kirkland te- teaching a makeup <coughs> class. Kirkland, Washington, teaching a makeup class the weekend before Thanksgiving. And then I always feel like Black Friday is not relaxing or fun. It's just 
how fast can I get this up and put the boxes back and, you know, get it up and out of my way. It's not enjoyable anymore. The last two years have not really been super enjoyable as far as that goes. It's been kind of (laughs) panic inducing. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to hang the greenery early this year and try to make it easy on myself. So I started decorating a little bit already, but it's more like winter decoration than Christmas at this point because I just I want to enjoy the decorating process mm-hmm. the day after Thanksgiving so it was a little bit like trying to protect my time a little bit and my my sanity and I'm already like knee deep in the music and like or eyeball deep um, it's deep I'm like super deep in music <laughs> and you should see all the music sitting around my piano right now um anyway so it's just it's been it's been really nice to just let myself live in my Christmasness. <laughs> Christmasness. <laughs> I know that there's a mass majority of the population that is just like, no, Thanksgiving is first. Think Thanksgiving is first. You can have both at the same time. But to me, it's like it's all one holiday season that just kind of rolls into one and the other. Melts together. Yeah, it's just anyway, so so I enjoyed doing that because we Saturday was awesome. We got a ton of stuff done. Like you got a ton of stuff done. Like you rented your kitchen. I got a ton of stuff done. I put Halloween away. I got the other stuff out. I cleaned my house. I did laundry. The kids and the husband were outside doing, you know, winterizing the garden and the yard. And it just was such a good get it done day. So yeah, those are so nice when everybody's working on something and it's kind of like separate but together. Yeah, you feel accomplished and yeah, we we also I feel that way when we run errands together. When Josh mm-hmm. and I have either either when little man is there with us or when it's just the two of us, but when we can, you know, have an errand running day but you're together, it's like you can get so much more done. Okay, so I'm excited right. for what we're going to chat about today. Yeah, I think that there is there's there's too much uh, meat and potatoes in this to not talk about it in this type of year. Meat and potatoes, pre-Thanksgiving people. There's lots of meat and potatoes coming real soon, people. (laughs) (laughs) Two days. Two days from when we're we're recording this episode, so or from when when it releases. I think it's really easy. Of of course this this topic of gratitude is pretty applicable for this time of year. But we want to take the approach of how it can benefit you on a permanent basis. Like how is this going to help you in the long run in why why having gratitude and not just saying I'm a positive person, but choosing to find ways to be thankful and what that means. So we're, we're excited to be able to bring you guys some really great resources, some studies that we've found and a very tangible list. Yes. Why. We like lists. If you guys haven't noticed, I think yeah, they're really helpful. Kind of yeah. And it, I think with Thanksgiving approaching, this is, is such a great conversation to have with this like concept of gratitude on our minds, but feeling kind of woo-woo for us and being able to find you know not only like you know why should we have a gratitude practice or why should we bring gratitude into our everyday thoughts and language and routine um but you know what what, how right yes how do i do that and and i think the how is so individualized because there's a lot of gratitude practices for people that i'm like oh i'm not gonna do that so right. <laughs> just finding a method that works for you. So we're going to chat about, you know, why gratitude is so um, important for our, our health. It's very <laughs> grounding conversation. Mm-hmm. It's m- and not just, you know, untangible or woo-woo or way out there. We want yeah. to bring it in and make a sense of it. Yeah. So Jen, tell me why why gratitude. So we, we have seven reasons why 
very specific, guys. There's some seven really good reasons. This first one is all about having more patience. Then this is a really interesting one because when I first came across this, I really had to I had to read it several times and say, okay, sometimes studies can be very um, the wordy and yeah. Also, how do you measure patience? <laughs> right. I think it's all self-reporting, but the, oh, this absolutely. is a study done yeah. at Northeastern University. And what's cool is they uh, were able to, in the past, have done regular linked increased patience and s- decreased self-control. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? So, and they've done work on identifying emotions of gratitude and finding out how enhancing gratitude can be for your patients. And I think that it was a three-week period, so it wasn't super long, but it was... But it was standardized. It was something that they could measure. It was it was something that you can refer back to in these studies. And I think that's important when you're talking about like mental health is having actual like data to talk about. So that's where having more patients came from. But in my mind, if there was a time in my life where I don't think I was grateful for anything. Like mm, there's mm-hmm. and it was I think your twenties are just hard. <laughs> you know, well, like I mean, yeah. There's there's you're dealing with trying to figure out who you are and what you want to contribute to the world and I think most of my 20s it was me figuring out how to be thankful for the things I did have and I can remember a time when it was a lot of what was me and why is this happening to me why is this so hard why is everything so hard and as soon as I decided that I didn't like that person I didn't like that person that I was creating uh I I accidentally he'd started to create a gratitude practice in in my prayers and finding ways to thank god for things that have been good for me or that i've enjoyed or um trials issues and i think through creating that i became more patient and i didn't really know why mm-hmm. i just thought that maybe i was i was maturing but i really can see the the correlation of daily gratitude at the end of my day and having more patience with my kids, having more patience with the flow of life, understanding that I'm not going to get what I want right now all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just has to do with when you come from a place of gratitude, you can delay gratification, right? You can mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. delay whatever it is can wait because you have perspective. Yes. Perspective can add all sorts of things right i think that's the 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 key the cornerstone of this episode gratitude creates perspective (laughs) yes absolutely number two is improved relationships this one kind of seems like a duh because if you're grad if you're full of gratitude you're going to find ways to be um that you'll be grateful for those around you Mm -hmm. but there have been there has actually a study been done this was um what's a research it was done for the journal of theoretical social psychology and it sounds kind of woo-woo, but it's, it's like when you're dealing with psychology, you're dealing with feelings, right? So when, yeah. this, well, this is actually found, a really, it's, I, I dug into this study because I was like, oh, this is my jam, right? Relationships. Yes. <laughs> um, but they, they draw on like a really standardized social functional model of emotions and um, test like the roles of gratitude and feeling indebted to people that you're in a relationship with was really fascinating how they set this up i love the conclusions that they'd found that there was deeper satisfaction and overall well-being in relationships when you can find gratitude i think it's natural to find gratitude for the people around you when you're 
trying to look for it. Yeah. And the study, basically the study said that uh, the gratitude from interactions predicted increased relationship connection and satisfaction the following day. So this is quick, but I think this speaks to, um, at having a gratitude practice, like having it be part of your day. Cause if it's not top of mind, it's not going to be something that you, um, again, perspective, it's not going to be something that you kind of frame your thought process around or, um, or it's your jumping off point. You know, yeah. so I think this is this is where you have daily. to yeah turn it into a habit. Find a way to turn it into a habit, which we'll get to. Yes, we got some stuff for that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so number three is improved self care. So this kind of makes sense too. But if you find yourself not finding time, or you're just like, there's not enough time. I don't know where to start. I don't even know how to make myself happy. Starting with choosing to know what you're thankful for can give you a target. You know, it can give you a target for I am grateful for XYZ and you might find yourself gravitating towards things that make you thankful because in correlation you'll be happier if you're full of gratitude and it helps you choose to take care of yourself because you know yourself better yeah through that gratitude practice Mm. well and number four the gratitude practice is a form of self-care I feel like oh yeah absolutely right absolutely in that category okay give me number four number four Number four is better sleep. And don't we need all of that? Oh my Wait. gosh. So badly. And in this in this category, we were doing some understanding of like, why would it give you better sleep? But gratitude is soothing. Gratitude is, it gives you a chance to slow down a little bit and reflect. And in some ways that's meditative, right? And there's already been lots of studies done on meditation and how that can affect your sleep so i think this is all kind of full circle here so you if you're if you're looking for better sleep you definitely find ways to be thankful yeah it's i think that was part of our healthy sleep habits episode too so episode 12 and reference back to that and check out that episode if you haven't around just having healthy sleep habits but I love that episode. I do too. <laughs> I need to probably listen to it yeah. <laughs> again. Hey guys, half of this stuff is for us to reference back to it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm like, let's coach yourself into a little more sleep. But I, I think no. I think you're so right. I think, And again, like it, it's just going to keep coming back to this perspective, you know, having improve. It's going to improve your sleep because it's going to improve your state of mind, which means less stress, which means focusing on what's most important and not letting, you know, the, the worries of the day, uh, you know, kind of like, I don't know, encroach on your entire mind before you lay your head on your pillow. You know, you need to have that connection with, you know, what did I do well today and what went well and what am I happy about? What am I grateful for? Focus on those positive things rather than your never ending to-do list. Yeah. And And most people I think are going to be doing their gratitude practice at the end of the day. At least yeah. that's what I've noticed so far. I need which to. I can see sets you yeah, up. Yeah, it helps me like it helps me kind of debrief and move from work mode to family mode or from family mm-hmm. mode to sleep. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something I would I would like to prioritize this season for sure. The number five is an interesting one. This one is improved impulse control. Ooh. So isn't that interesting? I, I think that that this all comes back to if you know what you're thankful for, you're mm. taking a second to reflect on who you are and you know yourself better. You're going to have better impulse control, whether it's uh, anger or uh, shopping uh-huh. <laughs> or um, 
eat, start eating certain foods you know you shouldn't or you know don't make you feel good. Uh, I think that improving your impulse control can be all based around just this is comes down to knowing yourself. And if you don't take that time to sit and reflect, you're not going to. I mean, this day and age, we are so bombarded by all sorts of distractions. It'd be so easy to not really know ourselves unless we take that intentional time. Mm-hmm. And it'll I know. give you a better idea of control. Yeah. And I know when I, when I'm trying to adjust my, my nutrition and change something and I have a moment where I want something that I'm choosing not to have, not that, you know, whatever I'm not having, like, let's say, um, carbs or something like that. Uh, not that those things are bad or that they're bad for me or that I'm bad or that I'm bad if I eat them. Right. Right. But that I, um, I'm choosing to adjust my nutrition to support whatever my goal is or whatever. Um, and you know, for moving carbohydrates, if I think about wanting them, what I revert my mind to is being grateful that I have a choice. Mm, I love that. And then, and then I make a choice right? Then I go, okay, yes, I'm going to have these carbs because I'm choosing to have them consciously. Yeah, it's an intentional choice. Yeah. Or I'm not going to because I'm consciously choosing to stay with this habit that I'm trying to create because it makes me feel better for these reasons. So coming at it from a place of gratitude, I'm like, okay, I'm really grateful that this is a choice for me. And, you know, I, I think that just comes back to again and again and again and again perspective, because for me, like, the fact that I can choose which foods I want to eat throughout the day or which foods support my body. Like there are plenty of people out there who don't have a choice in what they eat and who don't have the resources to be able to have choices around their food. And so again, right. Something I'm super grateful for. So I think reframing some of those conversations with yourself and obviously there's diet culture and other things that kind of go into that space as far as, um, you know, impulse control within nutrition. But I think, you know, it's, I think it's less impulse and more choice as long as you're coming from a place of, of health and balance. Yeah, blood sugar. for sure. <laughs> well, and I think the, so. the emotional um, factors that you'll have more impulse control with your emotions can be life changing. Yep. And there, there was a time when I know my hormones were all over the place. Like I was a hormonal mess and I was very quick to anger, which is not my default. I mean, have you ever seen me really get angry? Maybe more than a couple times? No, actually, I don't think I've ever really seen you. I don't think you've ever actually really seen me angry. No, because when I, when I get angry, it's It's like scary. (laughs) It's like, whoa, who are you? Because I, I don't really don't do it that often. I'm, but there, there was a time when I didn't feel in control of Mm, that emotion and um, I really felt led to creating more gratitude in my life and finding things that soothed me, you know, and helped me feel more in control totally to be honest. Like the emotions, it was very scary for me to feel out of control emotionally. Like that's just not, especially when, when you've got children and the last thing you want is for make to make them feel emotionally unsafe You know, so I think having the impulse control with your emotions can be huge and gratitude just, I know that helped me because that was when I started picking up that gratitude practice with my prayers. So uh, that leads us to number six, actually, because this, I know this helps me too, is uh, it can ease depression. I love this. I think this is a really interesting one to talk about because Mm -hmm. we know that the gut mind connection is a legit thing, right? Yep. Gut brain, baby. 
yeah, we know that there's a connection. We've got the vagus nerve. We know there's all sorts of things going on with our body that's like deeply affecting our gut and consequently deeply affecting our mind. But let's have a conversation about how our mind is affecting our gut. Yeah, I mean, the gut-brain connection is super real and you can have a leaky barrier between your gut and your brain, which can cause issues, you know, obviously in the direction of gut to brain, but also brain to gut. It's um, a two-way highway, man. Yeah. And, you know, just as we reference in our digestion episodes 18 and 19, I think, um, you know, so digestion begins in the brain. And if you're not mm-hmm. in a good headspace, if you're not able to uh, relax, to get into parasympathetic mode, which ha- gratitude allows you to step out of sympathetic and into parasympathetic mode. This has been really big for me with my kids. Yeah. Like when we sit down to eat, we, we sit down and we like deep breath we're gonna sit down my kids like to stand up when they eat does anybody else's kids do that (laughs) i cannot get my kids to sit down when they eat i don't know i feel like it's uh, as a little little guy my son will stand on his knees so it still feels like he's kind of like standing up but eight year old who can clearly reach the table while right. sitting. <laughs> I know. I'm like sit But maybe down. that maybe that habit is like built in or something. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I'm just making it, I'm making, but making I'm, it up. But I'm very aware of that mind gut connection with them and I want their body to have because I already know they have a little bit of issues. Their body has issues with breaking food down. So I'm trying to give them all the tools they can. And I'm trying to start with their mind because I just can't get sauerkraut in them and um apple cider vinegar. <laughs> Do they, will they eat like fermented beets? Like other. I haven't tried fermented beets yet. Try, oh, no, try I did try. But it's yeah. been a while. Yeah. Try some, but, try fermented veggies rather than sauerkraut, which is well, a fermented thoughts, veggie, but. Yeah. My thoughts are, I'm, I'm going to start going towards like apple cider vinegar drinks that Ooh, yes. are already done because they kind of look like juice. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm very aware of how their mind is affecting their gut as well. If they, because they get riled up right before dinner, and they're, they're, I can tell that their mind is like they're they're just kind of anxious is the wrong word, but kind of, you know. So knowing that a gratitude practice can ease depression, and thinking about it through the the different lens of the gut affecting your brain and back and forth, it makes a lot of sense that if we can find a way to have daily gratitude practice how is that going to affect our gut and our mind yeah i've heard it it, in this relation to the gut brain axis i've heard it referred to as like strengthening a muscle that you Mm -hmm. have to and it's it's that connection between the gut and the brain strengthening that by having a gratitude practice can be really helpful as one of those strength-based exercises and that's what that study references which is so fascinating because i've heard that term in several places yeah, we have um, another study for you guys if you want to check it out. It's going to be in our show notes. Yeah, it's all—it's essentially about like positive psychology and the effect of that um, like continued positive psychology enhancing well-being and alleviating symptoms of depression. So really, really fascinating. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Okay, it, you got, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. You got one more for us? Yeah, I got number seven. This is our last one. This is the difference between lasting happiness versus instant gratification. And I think Mm. we all can agree that in this day and age, instant gratification is a little bit of a problem. It's so easy to feel that quick click and that instant gratification all the time. But, and we get, we know that we get like a dopamine response from social media. Mm -hmm. You know, when every time we get a like, every time somebody responds to us and we have these interactions, but guess what? That doesn't last. No, it doesn't. That's going to make us, yeah, it's going to make us happy in that moment. 
which is literally just a moment. But if we want lasting change, lasting happiness, something, that peace, that deep, peaceful feeling, you're going to get that from a gratitude practice. You're going to feel more grounded. It's going to give you that lasting point of view that will serve you longer than just that fleeting moment. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it all just is going to keep coming back to, you know, making this a habit of having perspective and, and knowing, you know, accounting for the things that you have versus the things that you don't. Um, yes. And allowing that to be a lasting thought, a uh, uh, ever present thought in your mind. You know, we've had to have this conversation with my kiddos because I refuse to let them grow up because in this generation of instant gratification without having a pause moment yeah, and being thankful for things that they do have, like it, when I knew I was going to have kids, I told myself and I told Skylar out loud, I refuse to have kids that don't know how lucky they are and right. how blessed they are. And it's so easy to be, to kind of get the gimmies and in every aspect, especially like during the holidays and, and you've got yeah. catalogs coming at you and all sorts of ads on TV. And, you know, it's not just the kids, like the kids are being coached <laughs> through all of these yes. different spaces YouTube videos. Well, and even if you're someone who doesn't do TV for your family, like this is still, I I mean, like just going to Costco, (laughs) my son was like, I need a Christmas tree now and I need a train that goes around the Christmas tree. And I'm like, (laughs) no, you're like, well, buddy, (laughs) did I mention we live in 700 square feet? (laughs) Um, anyways, so maybe that's, I think that would be a good segue. Like, tell me about how you guys bring in gratitude as a family and kind of some practical ideas. Cause I know there's a lot we can do as adults and we can kind of create a mini version of that for our kids. Um, but for me, like, you know, having my son write down a gratitude list is not a thing like he's three <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know well we've we've tried several different ways and there's um I have another little short list that of just different things that we have done uh-huh. and things that I want to implement so things we haven't done yet that I'm like yes because they're my kids are entering this new season in life you know my youngest is starting to read you know and it just creates this so different, awesome little it's so fun we went to the store the other day and she read wow on a sign and I was so impressed. Oh, she was like, wow. And then she read pow, pow. And I was like, pow and wow. I'm like, <laughs> it's so exciting watching your kids read. Oh, but some it. of the practical things that we've done, this has been really, really good for us, um, is doing something that seems kind of woo woo, but it's three things to be grateful for before you go off to sleep. This is something I started doing with Lucy because I knew the mind-gut connection and she really struggles with that mind-gut connection. She struggles with a lot of indigestion and anxiety and, um, you know, if we're not, if her gut's not on point, we see it in her behavior. And a lot of times when we know that she's doing something really exciting, we see it in her gut. So I know that there's this connection there. So Besides doing vagal tone exercises that Cassie's given us, <laughs> um, we started doing the three things before you that you're grateful for before you have to sleep. And sometimes she does not want to be thankful. She's just all the way till she closes her eyes and goes to sleep. But I think that over time, it's been a good thing for her. We And there's several different ways you can do it. You can do 
create a gratitude list, something that's written down. Or honestly, you can just say it as you're laying in bed or getting ready to read them a story or with your partner and you're in bed. Um, I think it's just a really great way to wind down. You had touched on that a little bit earlier. It's a great way to get your mind ready for sleep. Mm-hmm. And you can also do a gratitude journal. This is something I'd like to do with my kids as they're getting older. Lucy's starting to write more, but my son could easily do this. And I think this would be great for them to reflect on as they get older, you know, because you things change as you get older, what you're grateful for. <laughs> yeah. But it also might be a good reminder, some of the small things, or you can do this as a family and choose an activity to do together as a family. That may not really work for us because we have slightly different bedtime routines. And so, but that it's been, it's been really, really great. Uh, The next one I've been doing in meditation and this one has been good for me personally because it's probably the only quiet moment I get Mm -hmm. ever in in my meditation because I know a lot of times in meditation, especially guided meditation, we're talking about emptying the mind, you know, talking about um, doing like a body scan, deciding, you know, how is my body feeling today? (laughs) But for me, I've added in a few moments of things that I'm grateful for. And that's been a really tangible way for me to do meditation or to do a gratitude practice. Now, these are ones I haven't done yet. I haven't done these yet, but I really, really want to as we're entering this new season in life. I want to do a grateful jar. I want it to be something that anybody in the house can write down any time of the day and then put it in the jar. And then we can choose a time to sit down and go through this gratitude jar. And it can be anonymous. It could be not anonymous. We can, you can decide however you want to do it. Um, or you can review the jar when it's full. But what's great about this is it needs to be in a place where everyone can see it. And it can become a part of like your one time a week routine as a family, which let's face it, sometimes we're busy and that's all we get. You know? But I bet the visual reminder would be really helpful. Like putting the jar in like a high traffic area in your home. And mm-hmm. having little pieces of paper and pens and everything ready to go right there. And then Thanksgiving would be a really cool time to to read you those. Even, like, like, kick it off. A, yeah, you could yeah. kick it off at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love the idea of this because it allows everyone to participate. And it might give them an opportunity to seek gratitude throughout the day instead of just one time a day. Uh, so another one is, I love this one. This one, I, this one just makes me happy, but I think it's because I also, one of my love languages is gifts. So <laughs> this is send gratitude letters. Um, if another person is involved in your gratitude. Yeah. And I think this would, this would be great for me as an obliger. Yes, yes, exactly. I think maybe that's why I love it too. Cause I'm an obliger, <laughs> but this can bring other people into your gratitude practice, but I'm primarily my love language. If you're looking through the five love languages, which I've also referenced before too. Um, I am words of affirmation and gifts. They're literally almost tied. They're like one part, one point apart from each other. So the idea of speaking love through words, it just makes me really happy and gifts. It's like a gift to get something in the mail these days because usually it's just bills and ads, right? So if this helps, there are actual bundles of postcards you can get out there that are just little tear outs. That makes it super easy to send gratitude and love to somebody. We'll link to some of those in the show notes for you guys. And then I will buy some and share them with you guys as to what I land on. If you're in the Northwest, the the Pacific Northwest, specifically in the Portland area, New Seasons has one that is beautiful. It's got gold leafing around the edges of it and it's very like thick paper. Highly recommend it. We'll try and find it on the interwebs for you guys. Yeah. So that's a fun way to get into a gratitude practice. 
the last one, I am interested to try this one because we actually made a paper chain. You know, the literal like things you would make in kindergarten. Yeah. We made a paper chain. Well, Lucy made a paper chain for uh, Thanksgiving to hang up. And you can make a gratitude paper chain to count down to something. You know, even if it's throughout the year, you know, you can count down to Christmas. You can count down to the new year. You can count down to birthdays. There's, you can count down to anything. You could count down, well, when we finish this paper chain, we will X, Y, Z as a group or as a family or. Oh, I like you that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. a very visual way to remember. Yeah. A lot of people do this in the debt-free community. They take mm-hmm. whatever they have to pay off in debt and make a paper chain out of it and rip off, you know, for every hundred that or thousand dollars or whatever. Definitely um, really good. Yeah, I could see that. And I think it'd be kind of cool because on the paper chain, you could either um, you could do a prompt. So like a question mm. as to like what you're grateful for. So when you take that off the paper chain, everybody answers it. I love that. That could be fun. Sometimes you it need out a there. prompt. <laughs> yeah. And then I wanted to share, we'll just reference it really quick, but there's this really excellent article from Motherly. I love Motherly so much. If you want to cry, go watch some Motherly videos. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a, um, it's mother.ly, um, but it's a great publication and they have uh, a wonderful article on how to encourage gratitude in your children and just raise grateful children that I um, really resonated with. So I think that could be a, a great reference for you guys. Um I have not read this one yet, so you guys are right there with me. Yeah. If you guys read it and you have anything to say about it, tell us about it yeah, in our Instagram because I'd love to have that conversation. Yeah. And I, I think honestly, so that I love the idea of the gratitude jar because, you know, for the month, we talked about this last month, but uh, we started the last 90 days with, with Rachel Hollis mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I've really embraced a daily gratitude practice with that. I haven't done it every single day and I'm most certainly not beating myself up about it because I'm still doing much better than I was. Um, but it's one of the first things I do in the morning actually. So I sit there in silence. I'm not very good with meditating and I'm either drinking my tea or my coffee. Um, and I consider honestly, like my entire day is just made so much better I feel so much happier, like tangibly happier. Um, And I think a lot of that gratitude practice for me has been thinking about where I was this time last year versus where I am now. And I've just seen a lot of growth. And so remembering where I was is not only grounding, but it makes me grateful for what I have now. And my perception of my day changes a lot. So Mm, I'm actively, yeah. So it makes me actively look for more joyful moments throughout the day rather than just, um, and so I, I do a list at the end of the day too, but I, I'm doing one at the beginning of the day and that helps me I look wonder for, if this could also be a part of like a brain dump exercise at the end of the day. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like bleed the two together. Yeah. And Brene Brown is a great resource for this. She talks about how, one of the hardest emotions to fully experience is joy. And oh, so true. we get flooded with joy only to be thinking like, this can't be it. I'm sure something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> um, there's a price to pay for feeling happy, etc. cetera. Um, but this can't be real. Yeah. But the antidote to that feeling is gratitude. And when we see good things in our lives and acknowledge them for what they are, we can honestly fully feel happy um, and feel that happiness and joy more often. 
Um, and it's essentially like changing the lens you see. So, I mean, this is where, you know, again, talking about perspective, um, you know, it, it, the default that we're kind of given is, is to minimize our hurt, um, to try not to feel uncomfortable, um, to be careful, to stay safe is what she talks about, but that the path is meant to keep us alive, not to make us happy. So if we want to feel happiness, we have to actually seek it. Um, and it just happened to a person, honestly. Yep. And so we've got to actively look for joy and stop for a moment to see what we have and what we've accomplished and what we can create. So not only what we've done, but what's possible and breathe and just feel that enjoyment. We don't, we don't do that enough. So, um, I'll reference a couple of resources from Brené Brown that Oh, Brené Brown. Yeah, she's amazing. I I mentioned this before. I have a hard time with her writing style, but I love her message. So, I'm going to try to revisit some of her stuff. Maybe I just wasn't in a good headspace at that time. Um, and then there's wonderful like I love the connection between like the positive energy in the brain that happens when you make a gratitude list. And um, Johnny Bowden, who's a certified nutrition specialist, he wrote a great article on the habits of healthy people. And this is one of them as gratitude. And he says, by making a list of things you're grateful for, you focus on, you focus the brain on positive energy. Gratitude is incompatible with anger and stress. I love that notion. Gratitude is incompatible with anger and stress. It means it literally can't happen at the same time. Yeah. Practice using your underutilized right brain and spread some love. Focus on what you're grateful for, even for five minutes a day. Has uh, Focusing on what you're grateful for, even for five minutes a day, has the added benefit of being one of the best stress reduction techniques on the planet. And guess what, you guys? It's free. <laughs> yeah, it's free. It's just intention. It's free. Oh I goodness. Okay. Well, let's wrap up today with talking about what we're grateful for. Do you want to start mm. Jen? Yeah, sure. So as I was making this list, I, I think because I, I have tried to make this part of my daily practice, I, I thought this will be easy. I got this. <laughs> I sat down to make the list and, and then it just, all the floodgates open and I, wow, like what am I, what am I really thankful for? Not just in this moment, not just today. Like, what am I really thankful for? And truthfully, I'm super thankful for access to whole nourishing foods and supplements. They've been such a game changer in my life Mm -hmm. and my family. I mean, to go from feeling randomly bloated 80% of the time and feeling totally out of control to feeling in control of how my body feels and, and thus affecting how my brain feels. I didn't understand that connection until a few years ago. But having that understanding of food and having access to the the food and the supplements have been number one on my list for sure it's changed my trajectory in life it's changed my family's life in every way uh, number two is I've been I'm very fortunate to have my family near me this wasn't always the case I spent about 10 years far from most of my family um because they all moved away thanks guys <laughs> but they moved back it's okay it's okay um but not only just like the babysitting moments like that's been huge for me because it but it's been sharing the little moments that turn into the big memories the growing together I mean being in a multi-generational household um I we all expected people to think we were just nuts you know like but in in the opposite people have been like how's it going no really we've considered it but it seems so scary that 
we want to know how's it going how's it really going and truthfully i'm telling you guys it's been amazing it's been phenomenal to have them so close to me in proximity uh the next one that i'm thankful for is the ability to earn an income on my terms i had a moment the other day where i was sitting at my desk and i had a video editing up i had my camera sitting on the table because i had just taken off editing equipment I had um, my laptop on the floor. I had my editing equipment or my podcasting equipment next to me. And I had my phone. Like I had all of my tech stuff within like arm's reach of me. And I just went, whoa. (laughs) Like, whoa, this is so amazing. I have access to all these things. And it's truly because I've been able to earn income on my own terms. I've been able to launch Luxley Beauty I've been able to grow a beauty counter team and earn an income and honestly sell products that I really like. I like the company. Yes. And I believe in, and I'm telling you guys right now, that is a rare thing. You'll find maybe a couple products you'll love, but to find a whole company that you're like, yes, every time they launch something, I'm so excited about it. And, and also co-founding Sparkle Beauty, those three, three things together have changed again, my trajectory in life and what I'm doing with my time and how I'm, what goals I'm reaching for. And I'm so thankful that I just kind of leaped, you know, I didn't know where I was going exactly. I kind of knew where to put my foot one at a time, but I didn't quite (laughs) know exactly, you know, there's like this fog that you're trying to lift. And so it's, it was never crystal clear, but the next one, uh, I'm truthfully so thankful for the people that have believed in me and through all of my endeavors. I mean, between business partners and Cassie, my mentor, podcast partner, like I feel like there's so many titles for you in my <laughs> life, but you know, and friend um, first, friend first, 100%. But the love that I receive through my YouTube videos and my Instagram stories and podcasting and classes, and it's just been so wonderful for me to have these connections with people and and for people I, I get people reaching out to me and seeing such nice things to me <laughs> like I'm so so fortunate and I feel so grateful to have people reaching out to me and saying things like thank you for the things you're doing and I love what you're doing and keep doing it and just I'm so thankful for the ability to have those people in my life the last one's not so serious but I'm seriously super grateful for kombucha <laughs> sounds kind of silly but I'm serious I mean when you go through a point in your life where you take out all the things you once thought were your treats and your yummies oh trying to find something to look forward to on a daily basis that it's not hurting you or that you know um you know your body well enough to know that it's doing good things for your body yeah and that you really enjoy it I'm so thankful for kombucha I mean it's I bring it to parties with me because I don't drink I don't drink alcohol you know, so I bring kombucha with me most of the time and, or to like bring it to events, you know, where it's like BYOB in any capacity. I'm like, I'm bringing my kombucha. It's bring your own booch. Bring your own booch. I, <laughs> Skylar, I said something about bring your own booch the other day and he looked at me. He's like, what did you just say? I'm like, bring your own booch. And he just started busting up. He's like, I've never heard that. <laughs> like, you've never heard bring your own booch or booch. Hand me the booch. Anyway, yeah, he, booch. But tell me a little bit about what you're thankful for and you're grateful for. Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to start crying um, <laughs> already. Uh, my my tribe, you know, my I, my nuclear family, but also, um, you know, my husband and my son. 
having incredibly supportive friends and family. And honestly, this last couple of years, ever since we had a child, I have really weeded out in my life who is supportive and who gets it and who doesn't Mm -hmm. and made space for those who help me be a better person and, and help me grow, but also whom I enjoy supporting. And it's just been a really amazing, very difficult, but really amazing couple of years finding out who my tribe is. Sounds cleansing. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously again, husband, my, my amazing, adorable son who is just light of my freaking life and so hilarious. (laughs) He brings me to a place where I can um, have perspective and see things through his eyes in a way that I didn't expect. And again, having super supportive friends and family, um, my mom and my brother, my in-laws, specifically on my list is my mom. So she is the most adaptable, amazing human being I've ever met. Um, She spent the majority of my uh, adolescence working, you know, two, three, sometimes four jobs to support our entire family. Amazing. And after my dad passed, there was, which was six years ago, this last October, um, it was almost like, you know, a, a... there, there was a huge shift in what she needed to give. And she finally was able to pour into herself a little bit. And it was deathly needed, like so badly needed because she had not focused on her health for however many years. And so she's had the time and effort to be able to not only pour into herself, but pour into my child. So she's our daily child care for my son. And she's a retired preschool teacher. So I get to like have the, the peace of, of mind, the, <laughs> the, the literal best. Growing up, I was teacher Camille's daughter. That was my name. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, I'm Cassie. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> but she, you know, she not only cares for my child, but she really cares for him in a way that I couldn't even be there for him in this way. Like she has such a special role in his life and in mine and provides so much support to the point where I I know any commitment that I have, I can call her and she will be able to watch my kid anything at any time. Staying staying the night. It's amazing. So I'd never have to worry about, you know, what's my commitment to my family. Of course, I'm going to put them first, but I know I have extra support. And the cool part is that support is my family. (laughs) Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. And then the other thing with my mom is like, again, with, you know, with the two to three jobs and all of that, she really taught me my work ethic and, um, it's, and I'm gonna tell you guys right now, it's pretty intense. <laughs> Cassie's got an amazing work ethic. Oh, thank you. I try. It's, um, it's served me well, but that's definitely like, she just is someone who taught me, man, you make, you make it work, you make it happen. And, um, you know, just seeing what she's been through emotionally, physically, financially over the years. It just makes me think I um, have a huge leg up and she gave me that leg up by allowing me to focus on what I needed to focus on. And, and she worked so hard for our family. So, so grateful for her. Um, I'm grateful for my body. 
this is a difficult thing for me to talk about. Um, well, you said that slow. Right. My, my I am, I, I am saying it out loud to make it true. No, I, <laughs> you know, I think about this. I, you know, I'm nowhere where I would like to be as far as my body composition is concerned. Um, as far as my health is concerned, you know, you guys have heard me talk about being sick, like probably for the last six episodes because I've been sick for the last six episodes. It's true. Um, and that's so frustrating, but, um, you know, part of my gratitude practice is being grateful for the things that my body can do, um, and the choices that I can make based on where I'm at in my body and my health. And the truth is I, I still, even being in a place where I'm not necessarily, um, not, not, not happy, but, um, uh, realizing or knowing that I have some changes that I, I would like to make. Um, no one else is putting pressure on me. I'm, it's my choice. Um, but, and all of that takes time, you know, after having a child, you see so many people bounce back with their bodies in like, oh my goodness, months or a year or something that is like not that. My path, and I'm like, I'm, tell you. well, and this is me thinking about my son's birthday is coming up in December and I'm three years out and I'm like, I am nowhere near. I probably was in a better place a year ago. <laughs> it's been a tough year. Um, but when I really, really take stock and think about what I'm grateful for, like I can move just fine. I have no impediments in my, in my, my joints, my, my muscles, my body, my health. I have no injuries. Like there's so much about my body that, um, that I need to be grateful for. So I'm trying to add that into my gratitude practice. So I'm not just speaking negative things about my body, but positive things. And I don't think that's just about what you like about yourself. I think that's part of it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also mm -hmm. about being grateful for what your body can do. And again, having perspective about there's a lot of people out there whose bodies cannot do what my body can do. Yeah. Um, and there's and a lot to be said. I think about it's great that. that this is on your list, even though it's not a perfect gratitude. No, <laughs> you no. know, I think that that's fantastic because I think that that's an excellent example to really think about the things you are grateful for, even though it's not this happy kitties, rainbows and puppies, you know, yeah. it's, you're thankful for it, even though it's not perfect. Absolutely. And you're choosing to say it out loud, yeah. which is hard when you know it's not a perfect gratitude or, you know, yeah, that's great. Yep. And, you know, the last, there's the last couple things, but, um, you know, I'm really grateful for the privilege of of being able to vote. Um, today is election day on the day we're recording this and drop my ballot because I never get like organized mail-in voting, which is so convenient, but I never actually use the convenience of that. I end up having to drop my ballot at a, at a site and I was trying to do all my research before I uh, made some decisions there, but I'm just really grateful for the ability to vote um, and be able yeah. to change things. And not only, you know, obviously I believe that voting with your dollar is important, but actually voting is important. Your yeah. voice matters, people. My voice matters. Um, and then lastly, just having a job or jobs, uh, <laughs> multiple jobs, Plural. Yeah. you know, uh, between uh, podcasting and, uh, you know, my beauty counter business, I have been able to take my life in a direction I never expected. And, you know, I'm grateful, so grateful for this platform, but you know, moreover, I'm extremely grateful that you guys are here to listen and are willing to invite us into your, your cars, your, your homes, your gym time, wherever it is into your, your ears in general, in your ears, <laughs> wherever those ears may be. And, and then also, you know, just having, having this place to be able to share, uh, you know, information with you that 
we hope can affect your life and help you improve your health and your relationships and your your relationship with money or mindset or whatever it is. Um, I think that is quite the privilege and something that we should be incredibly grateful for. So we're grateful for you guys. Mm, yeah, did all that. And I think we we were very intentional about our name too. By the way, Rebel, Rebel Heart, Heart Radio. Yeah, that, that was a painful process. <laughs> and that was all about what we wanted to convey, like convey to you guys. Like, what did we want to convey to our audience? Is that we want you guys to feel like you have control. Yeah, of your own life. You have this intentional ability to do whatever you want to do. So we're helping you guys with these these tools. Well, honestly, I think that. In, in conclusion, I think a gratitude can be such a, a wonderful addition to um, your life. And I've been really focusing on that. And I, I love that Cassie taught me this, that it's sometimes it's better to add things to your life and have this this um, mindset of abundance mm. in all aspects of your life than I need to stop this or then I need taking to take away. this away. Yeah. And I, I've been actually coaching some friends on this too as they're trying to make some big changes and it's don't think of it as oh I have to stop thinking negatively or you know it think of it as this place of abundance that you know you're you're gonna get to add something to your life that's gonna help you in a beautiful way and that's what gratitude really is it's a a beautiful addition if you let it (laughs) yeah and something to definitely add to your to your daily daily routine and your daily practice or even weekly but it makes a it makes a big impact on your mindset makes a big impact on your health and I already feel like even just sharing that list with you guys I feel um, excited about my day the rest of my day yeah, thanks for joining us guys thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.